You are listening listening to the Explicit Truth Podcast. Jesus Christ is one of the biggest cases of identity theft in human history. Not only did the devil change the name, but deceive the people to believe that Yahushua is part of a trinity. No, no, no. Yahushua is the Messiah, the son of the living Elohim. So hallelujah, hallelujah, man. Shalom to you, man. We are back for another episode of the Explicit Truth Podcast. Number one, praise Yahuwah, Abba Yahuwah, and uh, praise Yahushua, our master, um, the Messiah, just for just for allowing us to just be back here. You watching this video, y'all willing, and I'm on this mic and we still alive. Like, man, it's a celebration. You know what I mean? We still got life, man. So we, we you know, but uh, so give thanks to Yahuwah for just still being alive and uh, being able to see this moment and talk about this this topic, man. This is arguably this is arguably this is arguably like we talk about this in our household all the time. Like this is arguably like the topic of lifetime. You know what I mean? Like you know. So bef- before we get there, let's 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 cover let's cover a couple bases. You know. So so I pray that the podcast last week baruched you. Um, you know, and as far as technology, it helps you. Um, prioritize some things um, and, you know, moving forward that you are looking towards just keeping your heart first, you know, remembering Exodus chapter 20, you know, and um, to have no other mighty one against his face, you know. So, so in a, another point is somebody brought up about video games. We didn't cover video games on there, but Video games is a is is a, a, a stronghold, you know, even in people in Israel and just different people all around the world. And uh, I want to, you know, you need to look into that. If that's an idol and that's a stronghold and you playing hours and hours on video games, man, you need to pray about that. And if it's an idol because the enemy uses those video games to, you know, as portals, you know, to, to, to do a lot of different things in the background. Because a lot of times it's not always something obvious. It's the enemy working in the background jamming up your your growth, jamming up your purpose. I mean, it could be a number of things, but you need to you need to watch out for that. So, you know, that's one of the things. And just in general, you know, this show, the Explicit Truth podcast is we're going to be talking about a range of things. So, just be aware of that. Just be aware of like, man, we're going to be talking about video games, we're talking about movies. We're going to have artists, music artists, musicians, um just you know, just just whatever y'all leads to that is just dealing with life and relating that back to the truth. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so we're going to have all these different things that we're going to be, you know, talking about um, and just having these conversations with because we need to we need to have these conversations. We need to we need to talk about some stuff. You know what I'm saying? So we hear. So just just expect that and don't be like, oh, man, we just gonna, they're going to be just one one, you know, one topic type of thing. No, we're going to keep it you know, span, span out, you know, that's, that's kind of what you guys put in my rule. Uh, you know, so let's get it. So we are talking about what the title talks about. The anti-Messiah's gospel versus the good news. So before we dive into it, 
just give you a little background when it comes to my journey in Yahushua. So, um, when it comes to my journey, you know, like when I originally, I originally came into the knowledge of, you know, us being Hebrews and the name not being JC, as I, I'm going to refer to him as JC, but I'll say to Jesus for people who don't know Jesus Christ. Um, I originally, you know, Yah had been working on me for a while, uh, really when he called me away from football, but 2009 was like the first encounter with like the information of the truth and in like, uh, and then from there, you know, I'm, I'm using the footnotes cause I don't want to get too much in the testimony cause I want to just keep it moving forward. But this part of the testimony far as you know, when I originally came into the walk, I was more on like commandments and, you know, just like really a zealot. You know, I got some ox that, you know, hey, man, you were zealous, man. You were starting arguments on Facebook, you know, and just, uh, just, you know, just overboard, you know what I mean? And just had to repent from that, man. And because, you know, you can be zealous without knowledge and hakma and wisdom and just, just, it just, it's just bad. It's just bad. You know what I mean? Ain't no way to say it. And so over the over the course of time throughout the journey, you know, Yah began to show me what this thing is about. Right? And what it's about is Yahushua. Right? And um, and so but when we get into Yahushua, there is it, so many different versions and different things said about him, different identities, different, different all these different things. And really the last two years, my journey and heart has been, who is Yahushua? Like that's where my journey has been. I've been like, man, I've been asking that question. And y'all began to show me like, who is Yahushua? And, and, um, and also, you know, I had an experience where Yahushua appeared, not like I couldn't really see him. I'm, I'm not going to really share that, but it was just a journey that I had been asking and wanting to have not more so confirmation, but just really, just really wanting to know the truth, you know? And so that's, that was my journey over the course of time. And so over that course of time, also it, let's say, so this, let me give you, let me give you a disclaimer. So in this, this, this podcast, it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be light, but heavy. Right. Because there's going to be a lot of ministries that's going to get name dropped. There's going to be a lot of just different things that have come out. Right. And it's things that I haven't shared in years, you know, about things that Yah has shown me. But it's, it's that time, you know, it's that time to. Because the good news has to be preached to the four corners. And there are there, there's a lot of imposters. There's a lot of anti-Mashiachs. And so we're going to talk about that. And so I'm going to be sharing a lot of dreams and visions that Yahuwah has given me concerning leaders. And these are things that, look, man, look, look, man, go pray about. Go go ask Yahuwah, right, about these things um, that he has shown and confirmed concerning the, 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 all of it. You know what I mean? So uh, before we get into it, we're going to just, we're going to just, you know, we got to, we got to, we got to set the mood. Right. And so we had brother Yehudi on last last week and we gonna one of the jams that we didn't play that I like is Yahushua is the king. We about to 
We about to play this jump right here and we gonna be right back. to get through the lies first you know so we're gonna get through the lies and then we're gonna go so we're gonna talk about what is the anti messiah's gospel what is that right let's talk about it so we're gonna deal with christians first and then we're gonna come to the hebrews um the gospel what is what is the gospel right what does that mean with that word right so I'm going to be reading some stuff. So, you know, you got to bear with me, but it's going to be, it's going to be fun because this is going to be fun, right? Because we talk about truth. It's always fun. So the word gospel derived from the Anglo-Saxon term 
God spell, meaning good story. Now, check this out. The word God or Gad, G-A-D, that's what they say. Uh, that's how it's spelled, but it's really said God. Pronounce, Gad pronounced God can mean troop, right? And I don't have the strongest concordance number uh, on here, but or uh, coriander. Also, God, or people, some people say Gad, was a pan uh, Semitic God of fortune, right? He was worshipped in Babylonian captivity. Belgad, you know, you had the city. Gad is a possessor is a possessor of fortune. For and now fortune. So we gotta we gotta look it up because it's, it's layer, right? So, but fortune is means chance or luck of an external, arbitrary force affecting man's affairs. So what does that mean? Right. And now this this is interesting. So Yahuwah speaks against this 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 this, this God, right? This this, this Gad, people say it says, but those who forsake Yahuwah who who forget my Kodesh mountain, who prepare a table for God and who furnish a drink offering for many, right? He, he speaks against them. This is Yeshua 6511. You go read that and read that in context and, and all that. So let's put it all together, right? What is the gospel? Because everybody preaching, you know, all oh, they preach the gospel to the four corners, the gospel, the gospel, the gospel. When we break those words down and we, we, because, now let, let's go on this. As you may hear me on the show talk about uh, entomology, and I'm not gonna get into like oh, you know, the linguistics of this and that. But I entomology is big. Now I know all the words we say in English are not, you know, English is a combination of different languages, and some words are pagan. So I'm not trying to be the word police, right? You know, and say oh man, look, you didn't, you know, you said this word and this, this is that. You know, I'm not even on that. But what I understand in this walk is <clears throat> that words have power. Let, think about it. The whole universe was spoken in existence, right? You read Psalms. I believe it's Psalms 30 something. It says he spoke it and it came to be. He said, let there be light. He said all these. So the word is very important, right? And so word is Ruach. Right. And so there's there's certain intentions behind words that were created or formed or fashioned or people that have connections to different things. And so so in this particular word, the gospel, it's not just a word they telling you something because it's a ruach, it's the spirit behind the word gospel. So gospel is a form of words used as a magical charm or inclination from a from the spirit of God. Right. The demon of luck. So they say, right? A force affecting human affairs, fortune telling. This is a practice of predicting information about a person's life. The scope of fortune telling is a principle identical to the practice of divination. Divination is the practice of seeking knowledge of future of the future or unknown by supernatural means. So let's let, let's 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 say this plainly. The gospel is a lying prophetic spirit. Say that again. The gospel, the spirit of that word, gospel, is God's spell, is 
a lying prophetic spirit that enchants and affects a person's affairs by that spell. How a spell works, you have to believe it. Once you believe it, it will leave you. It will lead you from the will of Yahuwah. So the gospel is divination. That's what that word say. Now I know people can say, "Well, they preaching the gospel," because I used to think that too. Like people, oh, well, they just preaching the gospel. It's just they just saying the word gospel. But most people that preach the gospel don't even have the good news that what was really laid down. It's a whole different thing. It's not about word semantics. It's about what's actually following that spirit. What are the works of that spirit? And the works of that spirit, most, most like, like, because some people can be ignorant in just different words, right? But nine, nine out of ten, this word is is definitely a lying prophetic spirit, right? Because if if you have knowledge of the truth, you're gonna be like, okay, you know. And so we'll get into other words when it comes to good news and stuff like that. But for intensive purposes, let's move on, right? It says so. The objective of the gospel is to lead someone away from the truth and the will of Yahuwah. Right? Shaul said it best. He, said, he told the Galatians, he said, who bewitched y'all? Who bewitched y'all? Right? Who enchanted y'all? Who, who put a spell on y'all? Look, he said this too. And I fear less by any means as the serpent beguiled Hawaii or Eve through his subtle, uh, subtlety, you know, this in deception, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in the Messiah. So you got these Christian ministries, you got these, which we're going to talk about when you got these Israelite ministries that are preaching the gospel, the gospel. So I don't want you to be confused and think I'm talking about the, 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 the great commission and all like, this is a different, this is when, Shaul says when Paul says that it's going to be a different basura of good news, he's talking about the gospel that's being preached. And it's just not the Christians preaching the gospel. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get on the Israelite. We got, we're getting there. We're going, we're going to go there. Right. Um, so let's talk about our foundational scriptures as we go through this, we go through the podcast, right? It says for no other foundation can, can anyone lay that which is laid. Let's say that again. For no other foundation can anyone lay that which is laid. So why does he look? So let's go into history, right? So when you look at the disciples, it was 12 disciples. We know one, you know, Judas, son of destruction, you know, Yehuda. He, you know, fell away. And they added one, one back. And then you had Shaul. Shaul was called to... Uh, proclaim the good news to the nations and, uh, you know, and, and all those things. Right. But what he's saying right here is no other foundation can be laid than Hamashiach. Yahushua Hamashiach. That means that the foundation that was laid and given to them, Yahushua, and the good news and what he taught them, nothing else can be laid. Why is that important? Because you need to know that no one can come with a different revelation. No one can come with something new. No one can come and say, oh, no, we got it. It's already, it already was laid. Nothing else can be laid, right? And you can't build on it. You can build on something else if you want to. I mean, yeah, you can build on sand if you want to, and it, it just ain't going to work out. You know, uh, so 
Look at this. For if anyone, or if someone, this is what the person says, someone, if someone comes proclaiming a Yahushua other than the one we proclaimed, let's, let's run that back. We want to say back. If someone comes proclaiming a Yahushua other than the one we proclaim, or if you receive a different spirit or Ruach other than the one you received or a different good news than the one you accepted, you put up with it too easily. Second Corinthians 11, four. This is what he said. This, this is some strong words with shout with the, with the Ruach, right? The word is moving to say, this is going to be very, that just got hit. The, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is heavy. What are you about to say? This is heavy. What are you about to say? Look, he say, but even if we or a messenger from heaven preach any other Basora, good news, other than the one we preached, we have preached to you, let him be accursed. A curse means let him be doomed. And if you doomed, man, that's the lake of fire. Then he said, he repeated again. He said, look, as we have said before, now I see again. He wanted, he wanted to double down on it. If anyone preaches any other good news other than what you receive, let him be a curse. So let's, let's rewind it back. So first he's talking to the Corinthians and he's saying, Y'all putting up with number number one, y'all putting up with this too easy. If somebody proclaim another Yahusha, y'all putting up it, y'all putting up to it way too easy. And that's what's going on in Christianity. That's what's going on in Israelite. Is people are preaching other good newses, and people are putting up with it way too easy. The sake of the brotherhood, unity, and all this other stuff. Like to Yahuwah be esteemed. To Hamashiach be esteemed. You 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 may you may not want to deal with me after this because it, it's like I said it's it's we're gonna talk about some stuff we're gonna dive in we diving in and because this is we talking about life we talking about life and death we talking about the way the truth and the life like you can't be playing no games with your life your eternal life you can't be playing no games man he said man if if a man he said look if a messenger out of heaven said that man, they was they said they was in heaven and they come down to you in your room saying whoop de whoop, 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 whoop. Right? Just like how, you know, you had the Islam, he said Gabriel came. We know it wasn't Gabriel because Gabriel didn't come to no falsehood. But I'm just saying, if anybody come and talking about, oh man, this is this is the new revenue. No. 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 There's only one good news, right? And we're gonna talk about it later. Um Here's another foundational scriptures, and this will be like this, and then we'll start, we'll start, we'll start moseying through. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be very interesting. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but check this. Test the spirits whether they are from Elohim. Why? Because many false prophets have come into the world. And we're gonna talk about we're gonna be talking about the false prophets today. And we're gonna be, yeah, we're gonna be talking about first John, first Yehukanine 4 1, right? So the first thing we got to talk about is we got to talk about 
how do we get to these other good newses? And the first good news we're going to deal with, the first, oh, no, no, no let, me, let me rewind that back. We're winding take back. We got to deal with the gospel, right? The spell. And we got to talk about the first gospel we got to talk about is the Trinity, right? If you're on this channel, you probably have heard us talk about the, the, the Trinity multiple times. So you probably already know this information, but let's just... Let's just go on anyway, right? So you got the fall. So originally, originally you got Yahuwah. Then he brings forth his son, Yahusha. Yahusha, by him and through him, all these things were created. First Colossians chapter one. And, you know, Shatan wasn't Shatan before he fell, right? He was up there and, you know, cherubim and everything reflecting, reflecting the esteem of Yah. And he got, he got jealous. You know, you can read Isaiah 14, I believe it's 14. And uh he 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 had that envy and jealousy, right? Because he wanted to be the esteem of he wanted to he wanted to have that esteem. He wanted to be the esteem. He wanted to he wanted to be Yahuwah, right? So just like and, and this was a revelation Yah had gave it to me because I was like, Yahuwah, didn't you know like what was in his heart? Like, because didn't you know it was because think about it. Now we got because this is the thing I this is sometimes like how, you know, I think we got to talk. We have to talk to y'all like as a child. Right. Because my I was thinking I was like, OK. All right. You. You like I know y'all knew. That, you know, everything you could see in the man's heart, you knew your time was plotting. You know, but you let him you you let him do you let him plot. Cause you just don't you just don't draw a third of host of heaven away and not be plotting. You gotta be you gotta have some meetings, you gotta have some talks. You ain't might just gonna follow you off the strength of just just come on and follow. You know what I'm saying? It gotta be something, you gotta be deceiving folks, you know what I'm saying? But y'all was like, Well, look at Judas. Look at Judas, look at Yehuda. Yahushua knew what he was gonna do. Right. He was on there and just moving and, and set the whole thing up. You, you who already knew. So Yahuwah saw what Shatan was doing when he was when he was trying to draw the third of hell to heaven away. Right. And, and, and preparing for that battle. You know what I'm saying? We ain't going to get to we we're going to get into that one day. But, you know, there was a battle. Right. There was a battle in Shamayim and the devil lost. Right. And. So you got different spirits. Now these, these, these become demons. Now they lose all their esteem. That's why they're hideous. That's why their, their appearance is hideous because they lost all their esteem. They don't have no esteem. The, the, the esteem of Yah is beauty. So now they have to guess what? They have to masquerade like they got beauty, like they got esteem. They got a masquerade now. That's why they got to do the gospel because they got a masquerade, right? So you got three main spirits, three main spirits. And my source is going to be the scriptures. Yeah, I know there's, I know you got Enoch. I know you got Jubilee. You got all these different books, right? But I'm just using the scriptures, you know, the scriptures. So the three main spirits that we're talking about that fail, that are eventually going to show themselves in the end time is the dragon. That's the serpent of old, Shatan. And then you got, you got the beast, right? Which, which could be, you know, you, 
this could be a collection of things, but we're going to talk about that. Right. That's, that's the, that's the nations and the organizations and the, the bigger picture. Right. Um, but it is a, it is a, it is a, um, it is a spirit that represents the beast, right? A specific spirit that represents the beast. It's a specific person that's organizing and that's behind that. And then you got the false prophet, the false prophet, AKA the anti-Mashiach. And so we're going to be talking about, I mean, we did, we diving into a little bit of revelations because that's revelations, uh, 16 and 13. It says, and, and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. So, you know, you have people that get real intellectual and, they, and they'll say, well, these are actual, I believe these are entities, right? These three entities, because remember in Revelation, they'll say, you know, the beast and the false prophet were thrown into like a fire, right? And we know that the dragon going to be thrown in there too. So, but these are actually spirits, right? And now they got people under them and people like, you know, spirits under them and people under them and all that stuff. Right. But that's going to be talking about. Now this is very interesting because there ain't nothing new under the sun. So we talking about the Trinity. We talking about the gospel and we talking about the Trinity. Right. And so you dealing with the Trinity, you got to go back to the Babylon because this is all, man, this is, Ooh, this is, this is, this is man. So they got this thing called the Targums, right? And Targums, basically, let me break this down to you. So the Targums was an ancient Aramaic paraphrase and interpretation of the Hebrew Bible, a type, uh, says, a type made about the first century A.D. when Hebrew was declining as a spoken language. So it's, it's very interesting to look. I, I don't actually own a Targum, but sometimes, like, when you look at the Septuagint, if the Ruach leads you, there's certain things that have come out. And I'm not saying... The Septuagint, all these different things are like, no, that's just, this is the this is the one. You know, you gotta use the Ruach because you know, man makes errors and stuff like that, you know. So, but the, this 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 thing, the Targum about this certain scripture is gonna be very because it gives you insight on some things that were happening when it comes to certain scriptures. So it's talking about Nimrod, right? This is what it says. It says in his Targum, it says he was I'm talking about Nimrod, he was a mighty hunter. And he was a he was mighty in hunting and in sin before Yahuwah, for he was a hunter of the sons of men in their languages. And he said to them, leave the judgment of Shem and adhere to the judgments of Nimrod. On the account is said, as Nimrod, the mighty, mighty in hunting and in sin before Yahuwah. And, and there's another version of uh, translation of this Targum, and it says, Nimrod became a mighty man of sin, a murderer of innocent men, a rebel before Yahuwah. So sometimes, sometimes the translations get lost. And like I said, you got to use the rule. You know, you got to be in the Ruach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And y'all show you what different things they took. They, they mistranslated, they took out or what the original context. Cause you see, it, you know, when you read, you know, the KJV or something and say he was a mighty hunter before you. And I used to read that. And I'm like, man, that, all the stuff we heard about Nimrod and they're going to say, and it's going to say that he was a mighty hunt. Like, I don't, what, what is going on? Like something, something ain't right, right here. What they doing with this, you know, the scribes, man, the scribe, man, you should have an issue with the scribes, right? Because they was, they was, they was on some trickery stuff. So you gotta, you gotta watch out for these scribes, man. So check this out. So 
So Nimrod was on some madness, right? He was he was on a sin. He was on a sin. He was he was he was he was killing folks. He was just a he was a prototype anti-Mashiach, right? So this city of Babel, Babylon, with a tower whose top reached the heavens was built by Nimrod. You know, we know that. And uh, so the city. Now, this is interesting because it goes full circle because he was a prototype anti-Mashiach. Right. And his city was Babylon. So what do you think Revelation say about the end time? Guess where the anti-Mashiach city going to be? Babylon. You got it. The city where Babylon, the great whore, is going to sit in the end. That's where it's going to be. It's going to be, you know, we're going to talk about that one day. Um, Y'all wheels, right? But I'll give a hint. It ain't New York. <laughs> we're just going to keep moving, right? So, um, hallelujah. So, Nimrod had a plan to 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 uh, yield together and strengthen his evil religious system. And it is said that he married his mother, Samaritus. Now, her name goes by, she got different names, you know, Ishtar, Isis, all this, you know, his different names, you know. And, and I said it for intended purposes, you know, but, you know, we, you know, we don't really want to say, we don't want to just mention them people. But um, just in terms of purpose, you know what we're talking about. So you got Nimrod, the dragon. You got his mother, Samarius, and then you got Talmuz. Right now, it's interesting. We're talking about the gospel. We're talking about the Trinity. So guess what? One of the one of the first examples of the Trinity. Now, let's back it up before you get to man. You got to go. The first example of the Trinity is actually the dragon, the beast and the false prophet. That's the first example of a Trinity. Right. This is now because. Who was dealing with me about something because the devil can never, he can never be, even though he, he wanted, he wanted Yahushua's position. He wanted to rise up his throne above the most high and the stars of it. Like he, he envied and wanted to, but he, you can't defeat Yahuwah. You can't defeat his son. So the thing about it, he can only lie about being him. He can never be him. And so he lied about it and he, he tricked people to worship him because in his sick mind, I'm talking about what the scriptures say, it is his sick mind. He, he believes that he is esteemed and he is, he is that. That's why he said, that's why the lie in the garden was, we're going to talk about that too. The lie in the garden started because his heart was on that he wanted to be Yahuwah. He wanted to think about it. If you if you saying you want to rise your throne up to the stars of heaven, up past and up where the most high is, you saying you want to replace him. You saying you want to replace you who he wanted. He wanted to move you who are out the highest heaven and place his throne in there. This is how this this is how this is this is how wild this dude is. This spirit is this, 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 this serpent is, it's a, it's, it's a monster. Cause it's like Leviathan, like what? This is what he wanted to do. So 
he got to understand the mindset of that person. And so he got a third of the host of the heaven away. That could be however many messengers and angels that that is. But you got a third of them believing that he can do it. That in his mind, he can, he can, he can rise up his throne to the stars of hell. Past stars of hell and replace Yahuwah, replace Yahushua. Right? But the original trinity is you have these fallen spirits, the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. Right? Now, the first example of we see in, we see in that that's majorly was in Babylon with Nimrod. Because uh, all these people are in the scriptures. You see Nimrod in there. You see Samaria in there. You see Talmud in there. Now, what's interesting, this is from two Babylons. It says the Trinity got its start in ancient Babylon with Nimrod, Talmud, and Samaria. Samaria's demanded worship for both her husband and her son as well as herself. She claimed that her son was both the father and the son. Yes, he was the he was God the father and God the son, the first incomprehensible, uh, incomprehensible, I believe that's incomprehensible, Trinity, uh, Trinity, right? So you had that, because a lot of people, you know, because I, I used to do this, I used to do this, I used to go start with Constantine, right? And we go to Council Nicaea, we're going to talk about the Council Nicaea, but I used to go to that, but Yah was like, no, 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 it started in Babylon, Starting in Babylon, because what started in Babylon is going. Genesis is revelation. <laughs> we'll say that again. Genesis is revelation. Barashit Hazon. <laughs> right. I don't know if I said it right, but Genesis is revelation, because when you look in Genesis, you're going to see the end. Right. You're going to see the end and what you see in the beginning is you see that there was a city in which they built, right? Babylon, they was trying to build a tower. They was trying to do all this stuff. But you have, that's why the classism, all these different things came from Babylon. And Babylon is going to be reestablished. And uh, and this is a thing that's happening. There's a spirit of different cities in Babylon, but Babylon is, 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 is in the midst of happening, right? So, um, just like America, America has a spirit of Babylon, but that city, that great city that is going to be built, um, you know, we're going to talk about that is, is still coming, you know? So, you know, Nimrod's mother, Samaria, she's known and she's held as the queen of heaven, you know, that, 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 you know, different words we talked about. And, uh, Nimrod is known as, is, 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 is Baal too. Right. And his his symbol is like the sun and all that stuff. So. So this is interesting. This is a sidebar fact right here. And then we're going we're going to take a quick break. Um, the city of Babylon was the seat of Satan. Right. Because he he used Nimrod and Nimrod was a prototype anti-Mashiach. It was where all these religious systems and all this stuff that he wanted to do was enacted. Which is going to be in in the future. That's where it's going to be. His seat is going to be in Babylon, right? Now, it says it should be noted. This is some notes that I found, right? It says it should be noted that the majority of Babylon pagan priests went to Pergamos. More so than Alexander. So for many centuries after the fall of Babylon, Pergamos became the new seat of Satan. Isn't that interesting? Because when you read Revelation, 
Yahushua says, I know where you dwell, where the seed of Satan is. And that was, he was talking to the assembly in Pergamos because these priests from Babylon had all those different things that they take. And I remember, I remember it was like a, they had it like a picture or something, they had a temple where it was like, they were showing how the throne was set up. And it was literally like, it was crazy. We didn't even talk about that, but um, that's just very interesting. I, th- I find that very interesting, man, that, that everything that was is going to be again. Right. Um, man. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to take the break. I wanted to say this last thing. We're going to take a break. So check this out. This song is from Daoud. Yahoo, man. Hey, man, this, this, you got to check out this Ox music, man. So check it out. We're going to be right back.
All right, all right. We are back, the Explicit Truth Podcast, and we diving in on the Trinity. We diving in on the gospel, the gospel, the enchanting, the enchanting deception that leads people away from the will of Yahuwah. It is divination. It is the spirit of God, which we talked about, is the deity of fortune. And this is not just in this is not just intellectual word plays. This it, it is a it is a spirit behind these things. It is a ruach behind the gospel, right? Because remember, Shaul just said, if anyone comes bringing another, and yes, we we have. I grew up as Christianity. I'm sure, you grew up as in Christianity, and we had been delivered a the gospel. And, you know, thank Yahuwah for having compassion on us and may Yahuwah have compassion for those seeking the truth. But it was another good news. It was another Yahushua. It was. Right? And you have, te- that's what we're coming at. We're coming at the teachers today. You have teachers. You have people that went to seminary school. You have all these textbook companies. Right. Woe to them. Woe to the textbook companies. Woe to the seminaries. Woe to the colleges that is getting money and getting people to pay money to go and learn another good news. Woe to them. Woe. They are profiting off another good news. Woo. I remember I remember what Shaul said. He said he said, man, if if you died, you know, I'm paraphrasing. If you died off in the in the Torah, you know, you get stoned to death. Two, you know, two, two or three witnesses, you know, truth is established. How much more than trampling the blood of Hamashiach? Woo. Let's keep it moving. Okay, so Revelations 13 and 3. Man, this this came today. You who would drop this off? Uh uh. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a company, you know, um, Ruach Express, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ruach Hagodesh Express. He dropped it off. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. And I saw one of the heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered after the beast. So in Christianity, I always thought it was wrong. Because, you know, you go, when you start digging, when you start digging, you'll see the Catholic Church, you'll see the Pope, you know, the Black Pope, you know, if you, you digging on that, you know what I'm saying? You'll see, I'm not saying they ain't pagan, they ain't doing whatever they're doing. But I really believe a lot of the Rome stuff is obvious stuff that the devil, like, he put out there to misdirect people. I, I really believe that. I really believe the Rome, because, you know, we know about the Roman Empire they was doing this um but the wounded head is ancient babylon and his head gonna be it's gonna come it's gonna come back that's what it's saying it's saying that the that the deadly wound was healed so babylon wasn't it got cut off it was in a it was an empire right but then it's gonna come back ancient babylon because that's the only that's that's what you're dealing with in the end. You're dealing with ancient Babylon. Now you got all the city, you have the nations, the the 
the the nations are going to give their power into the beast. You know, these different nations, but it's all housed under the context of the beast. And so, so we talked about that a little bit about the false end time scenario. We'll talk about that more as y'all moves to talk about it. But you know, that Rome thing, it, it'll get you jammed up because you'll be looking at Rome. You'll be looking at the Pope and you'll be, you know, Oh, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Cause I was into it. I was into it. I was into Rome. I was into America, New York. I was in all that stuff. And, and, and I was just talking to Yah one day and, uh, he was like, man, I didn't tell you that. Like, where you, you know, cause man, let me tell you something. Let me, let me sidebar it is oftentimes we can get ourselves jammed up by not acknowledging him in all our ways and he will direct our path. So when you're coming across information, you got to be careful because here's the thing is, do you know when we go to the garden, the, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that a little bit too, is these words, words are like fruit and you can eat them. And if it's the wrong fruit that Jehovah told you not to eat, it will, it will, it will bring death. It will bring death. You will certainly die. You see what I'm saying? So you can't take that into your mind, into your spirit and digest it and let it become, and you become one with it. That's what the, the, the eating is. So you got to be careful. And so, yeah, I was, I was, I had chewed on some of this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like before. And, um, thanks be to Yah that he, you know, through Yahushua, he delivered me out of this, but I was into the, the Rome and the, this and that, and, and it just sets this tone. Cause, cause it gets into, it, it'll get into the flea doctrine. It, it'll get into all these different things. And you'll, before you know it, you off the path of Yah. You know, you, you, you talking about, you know, you on the false prophetic spirit, you on the gospel. Right. And so that wounded head in that city that's coming back is going to be ancient Babylon. That's going to be, that, that's the beast. And it's going to be a spirit. Right now it says the woman rides the beast, which we, you know, we'll talk about that one day, but there is, there is a specific spirit that fell with Shatan is going to be instrumental. Just like that, just as revelation 16, 13 says is that the beast, uh, the dragon, the beast and the false prophet. Right. So let's go to the Nasea Creek. Cause we're talking about the Trinity. We're talking about the gospel, right? So, there were two installments of the, the Nicaea Creed. And so you can look that up. You can just look that up. But the thing about it is uh, they had these creeds. And so what it was is, you know, I have a documentary on here talking about, talking about the Trinity. But basically, in short, let me pull this up real quick. So why that comes up? But basically you had the, 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 the creeds, right? So you got the different creeds and the first creed, what they was doing. So the background on it is, if you don't know, is the question kept coming up about certain different issues, right? And one of those issues was the identity of Hamashiach, right? Now, when it came up, Constantine was, he wanted, he was leaning toward a certain, he was leaning more towards the Trinity. You know, you can do your research. 
he was meeting the one to the Trinity because he felt like it would unify the empire. And most people was already kind of, it was already kind of circulating about the Trinity. And so you had a person, you know, named Arius, which he, he opposed, he opposed that he opposed. He was like one of the only people that opposed the Trinitarian, uh, view. Right. And so the difference between those creeds is I'm going to just read a little bit because I pulled it up on uh, Wikipedia, but the first council 325. So the difference between those creeds is a little bit different, but they say a clause in there that is very much what Trinity has now the, 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 the Roman Catholic church has deemed to be heresy, right? They say, but those who say there was a time when he was not, and he was not before he was made and he was made out of nothing. Or is he, or he is another, another substance essence that the son of God is created or changeable or unalterable. They are condemned by the Holy Catholic and apostolic church. So that's what they put in there, that clause right there. They put that in there. Now, we know that there was a time where Yahushua was in a sense because he's always been in the father. Like the father has always had a word, but he was not in a sense of his person, Yahushua. He was not, right? And then he was brought forth, right, from the father. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But he was brought forth and he existed right now. So Arius, so Arius, when I was first looking into this, I was like, oh man, Arius was, Arius was like on the truth. And so the thing, Arius was closer, but I think he gets into, he, he believe almost kind of like the Jehovah witness. So the Jehovah witnesses, you know, they, they almost, they pretty much saying that the Mashiach is a, is an angel. Right. So being brought forth from Yahuwah out of his out of his very essence is different from being created. To different, even though when we read Genesis chapter one, it says in the beginning, Elohim bara, and that word means created, create in the English sense. But it doesn't really give you the, the, the value because we only, you know, English has limited, limited words. But yes, Yahushua was brought forth. Just uh, the only cl closest example we have of that is is Adam and Hawa, like how Hawa, you know, came out of Adam. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he, he pulled something out of that. You know what I'm saying? That's the closest thing we have. But it was literally his his son, his his representation of his, is 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 he came out of him. He came out of the father, and so that's why he is his son, literally. Um, but he is Elohim, and he is Yahuwah. He's just not Abba Yahuwah, right? Um, so we'll talk about that in a little bit, but they specifically put this clause in here because they wanted to go against Arius and his stance on, you know, cause he was saying that Yahushua was created. But like I said, Arius, it sounds like when you go on the records is that he was saying that he was made from another substance. Like he wasn't actual representation and he said he, he he said he believed that he was the son of God, but it's like it's like he was like a higher angel. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't the same as being brought forth or begotten. And I know sometimes 
I have used the word created, but not in a sense like one of the one of the messengers, you know, because we know Yahushua created all the messengers by him and through him all these things were created. But it's only one person that was actually begotten directly from the father, like coming out of his very bosom, you know, through his hakma, which is his which is his wisdom. Right. Like he consulted within himself and his wisdom, which is likened it to, you know, the scriptures, they liken it in Proverbs, they liken it to a, 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 a feminine. But um, but it is. You know, that's where we get, that's where we get the concept of family, because it all started with Yahuwah. It all started with with him and inside him and, and him having a son and bringing forth. That's why we have families. And, we, you know, you have, you know, which we're going to talk about that. But and the crazy part about it is this is the crazy part is Christianity, the Trinity, the God. See how the gospel man. See how the gospel work is. It's, it's an enchantment. It's a spell. So remember we talked about how the enemy, what he'll do is, it's magic. So it's trickery. So you think it's saying one thing, but it's really saying something. Because when you read the, when you read the first council of Constantinople, you read their creed. I ain't going to read the whole thing, but it says they believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all the worlds, eons, light of light, very God from very God, begotten, not made, Con, uh, co-substantial substantial with the father. It's crazy because when you read that, you're like, oh, they saying he was begotten. But they ain't saying, it's close. It's close, but they're not saying that. Because when you ask the Christian, when you ask the Christian, okay, do you believe that? They'll say, oh, yeah, they believe in the only, the only begotten. John 3, 16. You know, God loved the world that it be, you know, when they say God, you know, they put that God in there. But um, God so little world, he gave his only begotten son. Everybody, only begotten. They believe in, they say they believe in the only begotten, but they actually don't believe he was begotten. Meaning that he was birthed in the Shamayim, in the heavens. They don't be, actually believe that fact. But they say, they, they believe, we'll talk about that, is they believe it is a title. It is a, begotten is a, It is a, uh, a a title more than an actual truth. And so when you read this, it's very tricky because you can think they're saying the same thing you're saying. You know what I'm saying? The truth saying. But that's what, when you look at that word, let's look at that word, co-substantial. Let's look at that, let's look at that word up. Because what, what are they talking about? You got to look some of these words up. Don't, don't act, you know, right? It says, of the same substance or essence, Especially three persons of the Trinity. Right? So they saying by whom so it sounds like they saying what you saying when you preaching, you know, you're preaching the good news, but they're not saying the same thing. That's why it's confusing because I remember I talked to somebody recently and it was like they was like they do believe they were saying they do believe. It's like oh, I do believe the only begotten son. And I'm saying, but you don't really believe he was begotten. It was like, no, the begottenness is um so when they say this the spirit behind this when they say the only begotten son they'll say the begottenness means the one of its kind or the only one of its kind and he was deemed to have a title to say he was his son now that gets into a different a lot of different arguments because you know one thing Yahuwah Yahuwah was giving me these these different arguments against 
different things. And the thing about it is how if they co if they co-equal the Trinity, let's look at the definition of Trinity, right? Because I should have did that before in the beginning, right? Let's look at the Trinity, right? The accepted view of the Trinity defines God, that Gad, right? Uh, coexisting in three co-equal, co-eternal, co-substantial divine persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Now, the issue with that is... They basically, let's say it in layman terms. They saying that it's three gods. It's three gods that are all co-equal and co-eternal. So the issue is, the issue comes into hierarchy. Is who, how is the, how did the father get deemed to be the father? And how did the son, because you, the very title, the son or ben, ben in Hebrew, means it's a bet and a noon. It's a house and a seed, the seed of the house. But in order to be the seed of the house, there has to be an act that makes them the seed of the house. But if they co-equal and co-eternal, who determines who's who? How is, how is, how is the father the father? And we've seen throughout Yahushua's ministry, Yahushua told us, that the father is greater than him. But what they'll say is their argument will be, well, it was only when he was on earth that, you know what I'm saying? But all oh, you gave me this argument, which is not an argument, but yeah, I'm using the word argument, but it's like a, you know, a thing to come, a comeback is, and this is cold. It's like, okay, look, somebody that's on that, it's his words, is Yahushua's words temporary or eternal? Because if you say they temp, because if he's speaking from eternity, if he's speaking from the position of his identity and who he knows he is when he was on earth, then he means that. He means that the father is greater than him. Is at no point is he saying, well, actually, when I get, he, he didn't say, well, actually, when I get back to the, you know, you can't use John 17 to justify that and say, well, he wasn't in his fullest esteem. That's why he said that. That's why he was greater than him. And when he get his esteem back, that he gonna be, no, that's that, that that's 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 fantasy. You know what I'm saying? That's fantasy because he said even when he comes, he said what? He said he said I won't drink of this vine again until I drink it in the, in in the kingdom of my father. You know what I'm saying? So like I believe it's paraphrasing that, but like he always referred to he spoke from eternity. So when somebody says well. He just didn't really, he didn't really, he didn't really mean that. He didn't really mean that the father is greater than him. And he said himself, he said, man, he don't even know the hour or the day he's like the hour he coming back. It's, it's, it's this testimony somebody had, which I thought was very interesting. They were saying in Shamaim that Yahushua, like he, it's, it's his clock in the square. I'm like, I said, I haven't, this hasn't been validated, but it was very interesting. Something to make you think. And it says that Yahushua like anticipates the very hour in which the father is going to say, now there's some th things that got to take place. And we know that according to scripture, there's some things that got to take place. It's not like how Christians say where Yahushua is coming back at any moment. You know what I'm saying? He's not, he's coming back when everything has been fulfilled and Yahushua, and the father says, it's time to come back. But he said the, the son don't even know. So that means that 
that that in some capacity, even though he is Yahuwah, the son, even though he is Yahusha, even though he is Elohim, that he is he is still has some limitations when it comes to his, his comparison to the father. That's deep because when he resurrected, he said, they don't take anything away from him. He said, I go to my father and your father, your Elohim and my Elohim. So that means the creator, the creator of all, <laughs> the creator of all things has an Elohim, has an Elohim. <laughs> That's heavy. You see what I'm saying? Like he created the universe, like all this stuff. And he got a mighty power. That's what it's saying. So there's a high percentage of people who preach the gospel. I mean, you know, um, you know, and, and people cling to the church fathers, all oh, the church fathers, uh, Ignatius and, you know, whoever, you know, Augustus, whatever, whoever they saying, you know, like these people sided with the Roman Catholic church. Like, how are you going to like quote them? And Yahushua said at best, Matthew 15, 13, he said in the answer, he said, why do you transgress the command of Elohim because of your tradition? So it's a tradition about the Trinity. It's a tradition, right? And it, and it is another good news and it's demonic. Yes, it is wicked. It may, as the scripture says, may anybody that's preaching the, 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 the gospel be accursed. I'm only saying the words that said in the scripture It's saying, let them be accursed because why? Because if you teaching that you are an opponent to Yahushua and you are shutting the doors to eternal life, it would be better if people that are preaching this not been born because it's a stumbling block. So if you go into seminary and you got a church and you teaching this stuff, you got to repent. You got to repent, man. You got to repent and, and you got to repent, man, because you know, this scripture don't look. It just said, he said, man, if we or another, he said this, this good news that we delivered to you, man, don't, don't let nobody sway you from, and we're going to talk about the good news, but we're about to take a break with another song and we'll be right back. Bless me, God bless me. 
Hey, so we back the explicit truth podcast. I was, I was, you see me leaning back in my seat and everything. I'm getting, getting comfortable in here, you know. Uh, but we back. We talking about the gospel. We talking about the enchantment, right? And okay, let, let's talk about it. So what's what's the end game? What's the end game with the Trinity? Because it's like, man, it ain't no big deal. Like, I mean, it's just it's just about their Godhead. You know, it's it's just too deep to understand. Like, you can't understand God. He just he just deep. You know, people will come with that stuff, right? And we talked about Matthew sixteen sixteen, and we talked about we're not trying to understanding who Yahushua is. Not from an intellectual part. Let me read this book. Let me understand it. Because it's only given by a revelation of the Father. As what we read, Matthew 16, 16, that the Father has to t- show you who his son is. The the, But when people cop out and say, well, it's just too deep. We're talking about it. They believe in the Trinity, but now it's just too deep. Right? What's the end game? Why is it? Why does it matter? Number one, the scripture just said it matter. It's another good news. The gospel is a spell. But why does it matter? It matters because the scriptures say it matter. You know, Yahuwah say it matter, right? Um, but the end game of the Trinity. This is what the end game of the Trinity is. The end game of the Trinity is is to be, bewitch one, bewitch a person to not fulfill the will of Yahuwah. And so we read, we read over and over about the, 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 the scriptures when Yahushua is talking about fulfilling the will. He said, those are my, he said, those who do my, the will of my father, th- those are my brothers and sisters. And, and if we, and if somebody, or if anybody does not do the will of the father, they're not going to get in the kingdom, period. So am I saying that all those believed in the Trinity passed away and perished? No, I'm not saying that because Yahuwah knows those who are his. He knows what people really believe in. Right. So you have some people believe, you know, because, for instance, I was in a church, but praise be to Yahuwah. Like I never even though I may have talked about Trinity, I never really fully even investigated and believed it. Um, Yes, I talked about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Trinity. But when I play it back. I was like, Yahuwah really kept me from really going more and more into the Trinity and like really like preaching that, you know what I'm saying? And, and I pray y'all, you know, if any times that I was a Christian and I've said anything about the Trinity, Yahuwah, you know, forgave me and, um, and believe he has forgiven me, you know, and, and sorry to Yahuwah about that. But, um, the end game is for a person not to be not the person not to know the, not know Yahushua, not to know the word, and for the for a person not to allow Yahushua to be their master and savior, but for them to be a savior to themselves. That's it. Is the idea that's why that's why you know when I used to look at it, I was like, okay, when you know, but now we about to go we about to go to the Israelites in a minute, right? But when you when you look at it, because a lot of people be like, oh, that I was one of them. like when it comes to the Christians, it's like, oh, they don't keep, the, you know, the commandments. And they don't keep the commandments because they don't know you who shit. They don't know you who shit. Because 
in Christianity, in the Trinity, there is no son of Elohim. Even though they say this, you know, the son of God, and all that stuff in their theology, there is no son of Elohim. So there's nobody in that position. How can there be a lawgiver? There can't be. It can't be. No, who's going to be the judge? If nobody's in a position to be the judge, according to their theology, who's going to be the judge? So if there's no judge, then there, that means there's no law. And if there's no law, that means you could be lawless. So it all goes back to Yahushua, right? So the idea of the Trinity, the gospel of the Trinity, is to get people to allow their belly and their own desires to be uh, their God. Their God. They're, uh, you know, saying, and I say God, that, that spirit, right? Or you could say, or you want to say uh, they're a mighty power, yes. Um, because but because they will deny the power. Who is the power? Yahushua. In this instance, right? Yahuwah. So this is what you're dealing with. This is what you're dealing with. You're dealing with the 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 denial of the power. Denial of the Ruach HaKodesh. And so it's just it's just so crazy because literally, even today, when we read that scripture, John, first John uh four and one, when he says test the spirits. He's saying test the spirits for as many false, because literally you have these false prophet spirits that are impersonating Yahushua. They are impersonating Yahuwah. They say they got all these revelations. They got, they out there healing folks and they doing all this stuff and they preach another good news. Let me, let me give you insight into something. Never, what the scriptures say, never accept anyone coming with another good news and feel like they from Yahuwah. It's just not possible. It's not possible. Not now, now Yahuwah can be working on people. He can be leading them and stuff like that. But if somebody coming with another good news, we just, let me go, let's go back up. What do you say? He said that we, over a messenger from heaven, preach any other good news to you uh, other than what we have preached to you, let him be a curse. <laughs> Don't buy it. Do not buy it. Test the spirit. Do not buy, do not listen to him. Right? And one of the things that, well, I'm not going to say that. Okay, thank you. Um, okay. So you got all that. Let's move on. So now, but let's talk about some, let's, let's talk about, let, let's, let's wrap the Trinity up. Let's wrap it up real quick. Uh, the Trinity says they are co-equal. Once again, why did the Messiah say the father was greater? Is his words eternally or they temporary? Which is it? Um, if they are co-equal, why would he call him son? <laughs> Cause if they, if they, if they co-equal, they brothers. They got this, who, who got the, who got the most power? Somebody gotta be all, somebody gotta be all powerful. Somebody gotta be all powerful. Because and, and you saying, well, nah, not really. Okay, so let another man come in your house and y'all and they got the same power, and see what happens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let another man look. If you want to test it out, let another man come in your house and got the same power you got over your children, and over and over uh uh that. Now, of course, people are gonna say, well, you can't really use that argument because 
the son is submissive unto the father, right? But then we get, but then we come find ourselves right back at the original question. Well, how is he his son? And that's what people don't understand about order is there has to be someone in position that has the authority to say you are my son. But if he doesn't have more power than the other person, he cannot make him a son. You are, you listening, are, to you are listening to the Explicit Truth Podcast.